The Monday night edition of the Employment Hour is upon us. The lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dave Vaughn from the firm is here taking your calls tonight, answering all your questions. We're going through employment law, the workplace rights, the things you don't know, need to know, will be on the air for this hour tonight, Wednesday night as well. And if you haven't caught it as of yet, Employment Hour in 30. We do our show Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on Global TV. Uh, Lior and I doing that as well. So we are all over this sucker. Your phone calls, bring them on. Your emails as well, help at employmenthour.com. It is just that simple. Dave, big fella, how are you? You ready to do Not the, too bad. Uh, yeah, doing well, Good, John. man. Good. Yeah, good, to be, was, uh, good to be here. What do you got? Uh, what do you got uh, planned for us for the week that was? Well, the uh, the first issue I wanted to talk about has uh, been in the news uh, a lot over the last several months, uh, and it's mass terminations with big, well-known companies. Right. And uh, today, Post Media and Torstar uh, announced they'd be letting some people go. Uh, general restructuring and uh, in the last couple months, Loblaws and Sobies have also done these you know kind of mass layoffs or mass terminations, and uh, it brings up a few interesting uh, interesting mm-hmm. points. Uh, the fact that a company is letting go a large number of employees, uh, it does have an effect on the severance packages, and not necessarily the way you think. Um, first, you'll notice that in all these scenarios, the companies seem to, in the press release or whoever they announce the layoff, uh, they, they usually talk about cost savings or economic circumstances or the, the need to uh, let people go because of uh, the economics of it. And importantly, this is completely irrelevant to severance. So a company's financial circumstances or the reasons for termination um, do not impact the severance package in any way. So a company can't say, oh, we're struggling financially, so we can't really give you a big enough severance package. Uh, So that's an important important fact to know. Second, when a lot of employees get uh, let go from one company at the same time and have similar jobs or skill sets, it may actually increase the severance package or the reasonable notice period that the employee is entitled to. That's because one of the uh, one of the factors we look at to determine the severance package is the availability of similar employment because severance packages are supposed to bridge the gap of unemployment. Right. And so, if you have all these people let go from the from the same company with similar skill sets, uh, you know they're going to have similar experience on their resume. It's and they're they're all going to be competing for the same jobs, so it's going to impact their severance package. Interesting. Uh, and actually, it could increase the notice period or the severance package they're entitled to. Further, a, a general layoff like this usually suggests that the industry or sector is, is struggling or going through financial, uh, you know, ha- going through economic circumstances that is, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, it's hurting their business, right? Sure. So if that's the case with this one company, you know, company A, well, company B is not going to be hiring the same people, right? Yeah, good point. If good point. a company is saying, oh, we're struggling financially, so we need to cut our costs, we have to cut, you know, 10% of our workforce, for example, well, their biggest competitor is probably not going to be in a situation um, in which they're hiring and they have all kinds of jobs to offer. They're probably going to be faced with the same type of circumstances, the same pressures, and may not be hiring, you know, for quite some time. These factors will increase the severance package. And so it's important to know. So it goes beyond age, years of service, and position in this type of case. You know, it's funny. I mean, with the latter two that you mentioned, that being Sobies and Loblaws, whether they come out with it publicly or not, I think Loblaws has. But uh, a lot of this, and it's not going to stop with the implementation of this higher minimum wage. We're going to see more and more of this, which is why this show is so important to listen to, because it's going to give people the heads up of what to do, because the market is going to be flooded with people that are now going to be on severance, looking for severance packages. Chances are taking one that's substandard to what we talk about on the show, and they're going to want to phone somebody and call you guys at the firm, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of people I speak with, um, and I've spoken with a lot of people from these uh, these companies who have gone through these uh, layoffs recently, and a lot of people are under the impression, and in my view, the mistaken pr- impression that okay, it's a it's a big company, and the human resource uh, manager is telling me it's a fair severance package, so I'm not going to challenge it. So you know, first they may think it's it's fair. Why would they? Um, you know, they're telling me it's fair. It's it's above the employment right. standards act minimums, uh, so it must be reasonable. So I should just sign. Um, a, a second thing, misconception, uh, especially when dealing with bigger companies, is I'll talk to uh, someone who's just been let go, and it's a tough thing to go through, right? You've been employed for a long time. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, you have mortgage payments, you have bills, and yep. all of a sudden you're without uh, income, and uh, you know you're scared, and um, you know they tell you uh, it's a fair deal. And uh, it's it's a big thing, uh, a big deal for people to think about challenging yeah. that, right? So they think I'm not going to challenge. I'm I'm I don't want to take that on. I don't want to challenge this big company. And I can tell you that you know the size of the employer, in my experience, does not impact the the severance negotiation at all. So whether well, it's a huge company or small company, John, it, it's not going to change our approach. Right. We'll talk a little more about this and get determination of employment under that topic. And your phone calls, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell lines are wide open. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you right till 8 o'clock tonight. The Employment Hour Monday night edition right here Talk Radio, AM 640. Lines are open. you got lots of time to call in, talk about your employment matters, your severance concerns you have about your workplace, whether you've been let go or not. Just something you want to know if the, uh, you know, the time ever runs is that it does happen. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Help at employmenthour.com. Let's talk about, before we get into determination of employment under that uh, rather wide umbrella of a topic, Dave, let's talk about the severance pay calculator. Huh? It's a great, uh, great feature, great tool. Uh, you uh, sign on to it uh, and you uh, type in your age, years of service, and position, and it will provide a, uh, an estimate of your uh, severance entitlements. Um, so you just uh, type in all the information, and it gives you that estimate. Uh, always important to call uh, to give us a call after that because there are factors that could actually uh, increase uh, your severance or decrease um, if you have a contract employment or some contract of employment or something like that. But as we were talking about in the week that was, there's actually circumstances related to you know your job loss or the context in which you lost your job that in- can increase the severance package. Um, and those are, you know, if there's a mass termination and there's going to be all kinds of people with your, uh, you know, same uh, skill set that are let go, that's going to increase the uh, the severance package. If you're let go, um, you know, when you're injured or uh, or you have a abil- you know, your ability to do the jo- do uh, certain jobs or you have weight restrictions or something like that, if those are uh, those are factors that you're dealing with, that can increase the severance package. So there's a lot of individual circumstances that can actually increase the severance package as well. Right. SeverancePayCalculator.com is the website. Use it uh, on mobile, on your desktop, and your tablet. You can use it anytime, and there's a consultation button if you want to get a hold of the or Dave at the firm. After you've run through the uh, quick algorithm there, it takes about 30 seconds to input all that uh, particular information. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines are open, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. All right, termination of employment. Here we go. Is it more difficult to terminate for cause an employee who has worked there, say, for a long time, 10, 15, even 30 years? How about that? Yeah, it definitely is, and uh, this is something I deal with a lot, where uh, I'll speak to someone who's just been let go, and uh, a lot of times it is a, a long-service employee, and uh, you know the company has let them go because of, uh, you know, they'll make some allegations um, you know, about performance uh, or, or just uh, you know, sales or something like that, and just say, you know, it hasn't been working out, your performance has been subpar, and uh, we're letting you go. 
um, it is extremely difficult to establish just cause for termination. So just because you're an employer and you're not happy with someone's performance, you're not happy with their sales, does not mean that you don't have to provide them with severance and termination pay. Um, The only way you can avoid that is if you do have just cause for termination. It's an extremely high threshold. Uh, It's very difficult to establish cause for termination. This is particularly true for a long-service employee. Uh, Courts are not going to believe that uh, all of a sudden a long-service employee with, uh, you know, no uh, previous discipline all of a sudden becomes a a, a big problem and is, uh, you know, a terrible employee after 30 years of service or something like that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, the number to call. Get to uh, John. First call tonight. Hey, John, good evening. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's happening with you? What's your concern? All right. So just a question. So I have uh, an employment contract. I'm an executive with a company, and I have a, you know, some might call it a golden parachute, an employment hmm. contract, what have you. And, and part of my compensation, in addition to salary and other things, is a we have a group RRSP plan where I put in X percent and the company puts in X plus Y percent. Now, I, I've had conflicting feedback on this. Now, my assumption is if I were to be terminated, let's say I get 12 months of, of notice of severance, that the, the company matching, if I put in my portion of the RRSP, that the company would also be liable for the same 12 months, as the example, of their portion, that it is part of my regular compensation, and that if I were to put in my percentage, they would have to match it if, upon termination, that that would be considered part of my regular pay. Yeah, that's a that great uh, great question, John. And um, the the general principle is that if, if it's an employer is terminating your employment, they must provide you with the full compensation package for the duration of the notice period. So in your in your example, 12 months. Uh, so that's everything. Base salary, bonus, RSP, pension, um, you know, car allowance, benefits, every form of compensation. Now, an employer can limit uh, their liability in that regard by having specific provisions in the employment contract that actually say, you know, in the event you're provided with uh, pay and you know pay instead of notice of termination. That will be based only on your base salary uh, and you know and benefits uh, you know for the uh, statutory notice period. Um, but they can contract out of that. But it has to be very clear that you agreed to that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's because um, I'm 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 very familiar with the situation as I'm describing. That's why I'm asking because yeah. I've had two. One person says no, they are contractually bound to providing their their contribution um, as long as you put in yours for the notice period, and then someone else says no, that's it's really just your the number of months of salary, and then of course if you have a car allowance and bonuses and all that stuff, but the pension plan matching portion was not, you know, I was told as I said, by one person, it's not part of it, and someone else in the HR field said, yes, it is part of it. It absolutely is, unless they've had you agree, clearly agree, not to accept that mm-hmm. in the event that you've been given, that you're given, um, you know, um, in the event you're contracted out of it, right? Right. Yeah. So what you'd have to do is look at your contract of employment. And or if you've you know when you signed up for the RSP plan uh, or program or pension pr- plan, you signed an, an agreement and a provision acknowledging that if they let you go, uh, they can uh, discontinue those payments and not pay that out for the severance period. Now, it may say that, 
in a policy or uh, you know in a contract, but be, be somewhat vague. And it's very difficult for employers to to establish you know to basically take away compensation for the notice period. Yep. So it has to be drafted very effectively. So even if it it allude, you know there's a contract or policy that alludes to that, I would still have that reviewed by uh, by a lawyer because there's ways that you can get around that as an employee because the courts don't like employers taking away forms of compensation during you know during the uh, the notice period. John, appreciate your call moving forward. You want to call Dave or Lior or uh, somebody else at the firm, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com as well. We'll take a short break and get back into your calls. We have open lines. You have till 8 o'clock tonight. To, uh, like John, to ask a question here, have it answered by Dave from the firm. He will do so. 416-870-6400 and star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up here. And if you didn't know, we get to our uh, Saturday show as well, 10 a.m. on Global, Employment Hour and 30. We're on TV now, so join us on Saturdays as well. Plenty of time for you to call through till 8 o'clock tonight. Talk to Dave from the firm. It is help at employmenthour.com. But we got time. We'll get to see more emails as well. And, of course, a reminder that uh, tonight, Wednesday night, the Employment Hour here on 640. And then Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., you catch the Employment Hour in 30 on Global. So that'll be uh, pretty cool. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Got uh, Tyler on the line. Hey, Tyler, good evening. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. What's going on with you? Hey, so my girlfriend uh, just recently, she got told to stay at home. She hasn't been fired. She hasn't been let go or anything. She got told to stay at home. So she's been working there around three months, and from what I've gathered, it's not the greatest trade. And uh, she recently, under supervision, gave one of the clients uh, the wrong medication. It was supposed to be some kind of eye treatment but she ended up giving her some kind of ear treatment. Apparently, this kind of thing happens all the time, and it's no big deal. A dog could be fine. It's just someone has now made us think about it. So they called the vet, and uh, the doctor that initially hired my girlfriend is away right now. So they have a doctor flying in for her. She no longer wants to work with my girlfriend because she thinks it's going to hinder her work life, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to know if a she's allowed to say, "Hey, are you allowed, you you have to stay at home until the doctor comes in and talks to you," or and b does she get compensated for this time loss? A great uh, question and a uh, difficult situation uh, sounds like for your girlfriend to put in. So from what I understand, she she gave the wrong medication. Is it to an animal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, wh- wh- what was the impact of it? Like, was it? Uh, the animal got red eyes. And that's it. Okay. So and like we said, we've looked up uh, the exact medication. This is a common mistake. It happens a lot. Okay. So you know, assuming there's no actual you know damage done, um, you know your your girlfriend should not have been should not be sent home um, from work, and this could constitute um, you know a constructive dismissal, or, or may, it could just be a termination, all out termination. I mean, if the whole contract is based on her working um you know a, a certain schedule and they're no longer letting her do that yeah that could uh, that, that could be a constructive dismissal um in which case she'd get severance pay now i, I can uh, assure you that the employer will you know it sounds like anyways um allege cause for termination um and i don't believe they'll be able to establish that if it's a you know an honest mistake that um really had no no harm or you know didn't cause any harm so i think it's going to be very difficult for the employer to establish cause for termination based on what you've told me 
Now, the other thing um, that you know some more uh, sophisticated employers do is they send people home when there's an investigation into okay. into uh, an issue like this. But in most cases, they'll pay them um, during that time um, that they're investigating it. And um, because the whole idea of an investigation is, well, we don't know what happened. We don't know if you did something wrong, if you committed misconduct. So, you know, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, pay you as we look into the issue, but you're not going to be at work. And obviously yeah. that's not happening here. They, they're not paying her. And um, it sounds like they're, uh, you know, she's suspended without pay. From what I've gathered, it's the other doctor saying, hey, I don't want to work with her. And I right. thought that is incredibly illegal. Yeah, which That's is it. essentially a suspension, or at least they're not letting her work, and uh, they're not letting her perform her job. So um, she could treat that as a constructive dismissal. Um, before she does, though, um, she should give us a call just to talk about how to best deal with the situation. Um, because okay. what, she do, what she doesn't want to do is uh, allow them to be in a situation where they can you know, continue to extend this um, this. Yeah time away from work and kind of leave her in uh, limbo. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I've been telling her. Yeah, okay. Like, this, is, this isn't right. Like, something needs to be done and... Yeah, she should... Uh, help anything. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be dealt with uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, John, another um, question that that brings up, that uh, Tyler's uh, girlfriend situation is, he mentioned there's po- there was poor training. Yes. Okay, so if an employer is going to hold uh, their employees to a specific set of... Uh, you know, a specific standard uh, in terms of performance, they need to show that the training has been adequate. And they need to show that when, when mistakes are made, they properly advise the employee and show them how not to make those mistakes and how to improve. Um, and unfortunately, this, in this situation, it does not sound like that's happening. Tyler, uh, moving forward, here's a number you wanted to call later on. You should, 1-855-821-5900. We will take a short break. we got phone lines open here at the station. want to talk to Dave and get your questions answered as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots more Employment Hour coming right up here at Talk Radio, AM 640. The Monday night edition of the Employment Hour back in here Wednesday. Got the weekend shows as well and 10 a.m. Saturday morning, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV as well. 416 6400 star 640 on sale to make a phone call here tonight talk to dave ask your questions about employment you want to go a couple calls ago dave we had uh, john on the line you want to go back talk a little more and expand uh with the respect to commissions and bonuses yeah john's question uh there uh, was was interesting and, and brought up a lot of uh, important issues about severance because yep. oftentimes i'll see a severance package offered to an employee and um, the first thing people look at is the the months or the weeks, right? They'll say, "Oh, they've been they've offered me you know a year's severance pay," and then you start to actually look at it, and it doesn't have all the all the forms of compensation as part of it. So there'll be no you know benefits will be very limited. Uh, the pension and or RSP contributions will be non-existent during that time. Uh, they could cut off the car allowance. And uh, these are all important issues because, you know, it's supposed to be the full compensation package for the duration of the notice period, the 12 months. So uh, if you're not giving those forms of compensation, you're not getting 12 months worth of severance pay. And the issue that I think it's you know most importantly um, ad- addressed in is when an employee, a big part of their compensation is bonus or commissions. And, you know, we, we talk to salespeople on the show uh, from time to time where, um, you know, 50% or uh, at least a huge, um, you know, portion of their compensation is commissions or is sales bonuses. Mm-hmm. And companies will oftentimes try to get out of paying those commissions or bonuses and saying, oh, well, you're not actually working here. You're not earning them. Um, but that doesn't get rid of the, uh, you know, the, the legal rule that 
um, you know, severance pay must be based on full compensation. So if you're giving them 12 months compensation, uh, if you're an employee and you're getting that, it should be your full comp. It should be your, your bonus and your commissions. And because you're losing the opportunity to earn those commissions and bonuses because you're getting let go. So I think that's an important uh, important consideration uh, when reviewing a severance package. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, talking about terminations of employment. So say someone's only worked for, uh, I don't know, a few months for a company. Does that mean they may get a week or two or less severance, or how does it work? Yeah, this is a, a common issue uh, that comes up as well, a common misconception. Um, people think, oh, I've only been there for uh, you know a couple months or maybe you know a year or two, so I, I really should only get a uh, you know a couple weeks of severance pay. And I think that arises from the uh, the old you know week or two week per year service yeah. um, um, you know misconception people have about severance pay. Um, I can also say that shorter term employees tend to receive comparatively larger uh, notice periods than longer service employees. Um, I'll often speak to uh, or review severance packages of people with you know two years of service. Uh, maybe they're in their late 40s or 50s, and they have a relatively senior uh, and well-paying position. Well, those types of individuals can get four to six months worth of severance pay, even though they have a year or two worth of uh, service. So um, it's not there's no you know rule of thumb in terms of severance, in terms of the week per year or two weeks per year. And uh, if you're a short service employee, you can still get a uh, comparatively uh, large severance package um, because it is going to take. Uh, it's going to be difficult to find a new job. Um, it, 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 that's just a reality. Once they've, uh, or once you guys have determined what that severance package should be, as far as the amounts concerned, whether they do it uh, in the office or you severancepaycalculator.com, does the employer or does employee have a choice whether it's be paid all in, say, lump sum, or if it's paid in installments over time? Or is there an advantage or disadvantage to either one? Yeah, so severance pay under the common law can be paid as working notice determination. Mm-hmm. So the employer can actually say, you know, in 12 months, your employment will be terminated. And uh, that's an, uh, an excellent method for employers to get some value out of the severance pay and not have to pay that all as a lump sum. Uh, it can be paid in installments. So an employer can say, you know, you're terminated immediately. However, we'll pay you, you know, 12 months uh, of your pay over the next over the next 12 months. Right. Uh, it can be paid as a lump sum payment. And I'd say that's the most common that I see is, you know, we're letting you go today. Um, and here's uh, here, here's a lump sum payment of severance pay, or it can be a combination of all these methods. Um, so you can give you know six months working notice and then a lump sum payment at the end of that for for six more months. Um, so in that in that sense, the uh, the employer has uh, gotten some value out of that uh, severance period and also given a lump sum at the end of that. Um, under the ESA, those severance pay must be paid as a lump sum. I guess, you know, depending on when or what time of the year, say it's, you know, November, this time of year, beginning of December, someone you get let go and you've got 24 months pay coming to you, say, just as an example, you're a long service employee, might be an advantage to, you know, wait and defer some of that till the new year, just for tax purposes, right? Because you could get nailed pretty badly. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great point, uh, John. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times uh, employers uh, will give that option in, in terms of uh, accepting the severance package in, uh, in, in, you know, a number of different years. Uh, you can't spread it out too much, but as long as it's spread out for the mm-hmm. the duration, you know, if it's if you're getting two years worth of severance pay, um, you, you definitely can spread it out over that amount of time. Whether you take it in equal installments over those two years or in several installments, just to spread it out right. over the calendar years. Uh, another uh, way of uh, lessening the tax burden, or at least deferring it, is to um, direct some of the severance pay to your RSP account, and, mm-hmm. and deductions won't be taken off. 
and uh, that can be a very valuable tool for uh, like I said deferring that tax because um, you know if you're if you're let go and they're going to pay you 24 months all at once that's going to be a huge tax hit. Right. But that's accounting, and that's not uh, what we do. So we'll continue with what we do talk about, termination of employment. We'll take a short break and right back into it. Your phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You want to email Dave Lior or another member of the firm, no problem. It is help at employmenthour.com. We go till 8 o'clock and return Wednesday night here at 7 as well for the Wednesday edition of the Employment Hour. The weekend shows and Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. on Global. You'll catch the Employment Hour on 30, uh, Employment Hour in 30 on TV. On Global 416 870 6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call in. Got uh, Mo on the line. Hey, Mo, thanks for hanging through the uh, the break. How are you? Hey, Mo. Mo. Sounds like he's driving. Or in the bathroom. There you are. Sorry, it's Paul. It's Paul. Paul, okay, and Mo here. Paul, yeah, your phone's not the uh, not the greatest, but uh, if you could pick it up, that'd be great. If not, go ahead. Uh, sorry, yeah, let me yeah let me pull over. I'm on the highway. I didn't wanna. Beautiful. Okay, one second, guys. Yeah, man. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. Or is it? You still uh, there, Paul? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, go ahead. I'm calling for my aunt. Just a quick ah. question. She. Um, she she worked two years as a caregiver, and uh, I guess the family didn't need her any longer, so they gave her two weeks severance, and they gave and they paid her her vacation, which I believe was three years, uh, three three weeks for the next year. She accepted it, uh, accepted the check, and signed off on a letter. Is there any recourse, or is that the end of it? It depends what the letter says, and if she was uh, offered something beyond her minimum in, entitlement under the Employment Standards Act. So she worked as a caretaker as an employee, or, or do you know, or was she treated as a yeah, contractor? Yeah, she was a caregiver, like a nanny. Okay, and she was there for two years, and she was given two weeks pay. Correct. Okay, so, and they said you think they had her sign a release? She did sign a release. She yeah, okay. accepted the fact that she accepted the two weeks uh, severance, and she accepted the three weeks vacation. Got it. And and they gave her a lump sum check for the whole amount. Okay, so if um, an employee signs a release. Um, the employer must give them some type of considerations. They have to give them something beyond their minimum termination entitlement under the Employment Standards Act uh, and, and their accrued vacation or wages. So in this case, it doesn't sound like she's been paid her... She, it sounds like she was only paid her minimum entitlements. Right. So, the, so the release would be unenforceable. Uh, okay, so so she, she could paid, actually get around that release, it sounds like. So if she was paid, say, three-week severance, then would she be bound by it? Or could yes. Still- she would be then because they paid her over, right? Right, exactly. You got it. But it doesn't sound like she was paid over. No, so. she wasn't. She was and when was she let go, Mo or Paul? Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So uh, definitely tell her to uh, give us a call because, uh, you know, two weeks uh, termination pay for a two, two-year two employee uh, isn't good enough. Um, and uh, how old is she? So, uh, 65. Wow, oh, okay. Wow. So she could get, uh, you know, four to six months uh, severance pay. So... Uh, the huge difference between her common law entitlements and what she's been provided, uh, which sounds like the her minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act. 
Paul, that number again, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Make that call tomorrow if you got some time or keep the number with you at least this week. And in the meantime, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com. That's what uh, Dave did quickly in his head because they know how to use it. They don't need the app, but the rest of us use it, and the numbers are accurate. They're true, and it's been used literally hundreds of thousands of times by people wanting to know exactly that number, what their severance should be in the event that they are let go. We're talking, uh, we'll get to Miriam here, actually. I just called in eight seven. 6400 star 640 on cell. Miriam, hello there. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I have a question. Uh, um, I left a company, mm-hmm. like one department from a company and moved to another department 18 months ago. And now they want me to train the employees from the department I left. And I want to know what are my legal obligations on this. Can I, uh, can I decline the training those that to train those employees and still be protected or the company can fire me well so they're just having you do like that would be that would happen during work hours as part of your job the it's training? not part of my job anymore because I'm completely in a different role and in in the same company in a different role okay but would you be performing those duties during the work day I'm assuming so yes yeah so if they you know if they're um, having you do that during the work day and uh, it's not a you know huge you know burden to you know they're not forcing you to do overtime or anything like that. Then yes, they can have you train um, you know employees as part of the uh, the job. Uh, assuming Even that's if not. I left that uh, department. Yeah, really, it's the same employer. Yes. Yes, they they can uh, they can have you train uh, other employees. Okay, so, so I don't have any obligation. Like I, I'm obliged basically to do it. You're obligated no. to listen to yeah reasonable direction of your employer, and that sounds like a, a reasonable direction. So uh, I wouldn't start uh, you know refusing to do that because uh, that could be that could get you in uh, in trouble with them and uh, could be viewed as uh, you know worthy of discipline if you if you flat out refuse to do something like that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. We appreciate your call and yours as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take one more short break here and get right to the uh, the top of the hour with the Employment Hour. You want to call through, now would be the time to talk to Dave. In the meantime, help at employmenthour.com through email and severancepaycalculator.com. You want to find out what your severance package should be, the full amount. It's right there, really easy to use. Lots more on the Employment Hour coming up. Talk radio, AM 640. You feel like dropping a phone call in? Now's the time to do it. We get down to our last few moments of the show here 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell dave here tonight taking your calls answering your questions as we get through the uh, monday night edition of the employment hour talking about termination of employment that's we've going back and forth between phone calls so uh what do you do if the employer says it has terminated your employment for cause first thing you do what do you do first thing to do is uh my advice is always to stay calm and don't say anything you'd regret because uh, that's going to be your first reaction, right? When you know your employer pulls you into a uh, into a meeting and uh, you know, tells you that they uh, they're letting you go and they're not paying you any termination pay, um, it's shocking to go through, and yep. uh, it's tough to deal with, uh, especially when the accusations or allegations aren't true. Um, you know, second, I always say ask the employer why they believe they have just cause to terminate your employment, um, and because if they're going to allege just cause, if they're not going to pay you your termination pay, you have a right to know what it is. And um, the third thing is to make sure you don't sign anything. So they may try to have you sign something. Right. Just be polite. Take the uh, papers or the uh, termination letter, and uh, and leave and, uh, and and give us a call. Um, as you know, John, it's uh, very tough to establish cause for termination. 
So, um, you know, they, the employer better have a very good reason and, uh, you know, have uh, be able to show that they've, uh, you know, given progressive discipline, that they've told you that, the, you know, whatever the misconduct is, is wrong and given you an opportunity to, uh, to improve um, your performance. Um, that only doesn't apply if it's very serious allegations of, you know, fraud, theft, violence, and, and other serious uh, forms of misconduct. What if they haven't gone all the way and told you you're uh, fired? They're threatening you, uh, you know, we're going to fire you or else. Yeah, a lot of the times employers will do that to try to, uh, you know, offer a low termination package um, or to, um, you know, to threaten it and say, you know, if you just walk away, uh, you know, we'll just give you your minimums and, and you can walk away. Or they'll say, they'll say um, you know, you're going to, how about you just resign? Something like that. <laughs> no, we're going to terminate you for cause. We're going to say all these bad things about you. So, but we won't do that um, if you just walk away and resign. And uh, it's very important just not to do that. If they're going to let you go, they can let you go. But uh, make them do it properly and make them, uh, you know, give them give you a severance package if that's what you're entitled to. We'll get to uh, Milan here on the phones. How are you? Hello. Hello there. Hello. Go ahead. Hi. A uh, question I have is mm-hmm. when you typically get severance you offered two options lump sum or salary continuance in some cases yep and if you do choose a salary continuance is there an ability for the employer to claw back if you find employment within the period of salary that's a good call great uh, great question common question we get uh yeah so a um, an employer can make uh, salary, you know, a severance package, in uh, in this case, installments or salary continuation, subject to a clawback. So, oftentimes they'll say, you know, we're going to give you 12 months severance pay, um, in, in the form of salary continuation. But if you get a job, you have to let us know, and we'll stop paying you, and uh, you know, provide you with 50% of the remaining amounts owed. That's the most common one I see, and they are allowed to do that. Um, because uh, they are entitled to deduct the um, mitigation income from the severance package. Um, what you have to make sure of in these circumstances is that uh, you are getting your minimum termination entitlement under the Employment Standards Act. They always have to provide you with that. Uh, okay. Other, Yeah, Milan? So, but then what would be the benefit of not taking a lump sum then in that case? Because can they claw back a lump sum too? Well, no, they're not going to be. Able, they're not going to claw back a lump sum. But oftentimes, what the employer will do is they'll say, "We'll give you 12 month salary continuation um, with uh, a clawback if you get a new job, or we'll give you nine months as a lump sum." Right. Oh, okay. And we're not going to claw it back. In that case, you just have to look at you know look into what you think is a uh, a better deal for you, how quickly you think you can get a job. And uh, and when you think you you want to get a job, but the employer doesn't have to give a lump sum. So a lot of the time it's not a choice. So they'll okay. actually they'll say we're going to give you twelve months of salary continuation with a clawback, and they won't provide any other option. And I guess if you uh, if you you know if if you maybe have something on the horizon that you can quite quickly turn around and get another job, you might want to push for a lump sum because you, you can kind of take your take your cake and, and eat it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know some people, you know, especially if you're uh, if you're older and you think it's going to be more difficult to find a new job, mm-hmm. uh, if you you have a unique job that's tough, um, then in those cases it it could make sense to actually take the the lump or the salary continuation with the clawback. Right. Is there a uh, rule of thumb in terms of how much severance an employee should get, or are we back to the calculator? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, oh. It's it's the calculator. It's the same uh, same um, considerations: age, years of service, position, and the availability of similar work. So, if you see a hundred cases in a week, severance offers. What is the uh, what's the uh, 
what am I trying to say? What's the number of ones that will be adequate? I bet you it's really low. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, in terms of the ones I see, I, it's very rare to see one where I'm just like, that is a great severance package. Um, in most cases, there's something to be improved, whether it's the, you know, the length, like so the, the amount of months, or even if there is, you know, the amount of months is, is reasonable, as we talked about earlier, maybe it's a hollow offer in the sense that it's just based salary that's not all forms of compensation. They've left off some bonuses or a car allowance or something that's key or haven't factored in your commissions if you're on sales, right? That type of thing? Yeah, exactly. And in those yeah. cases, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll actually say it's a, you know, in, in our negotiation, we'll say it's a fair, you know, your number's fair. The, the six months is fair, but it needs to be full compensation. Otherwise, right. it's, you know, it's not six months. Good for another week, my brother. We'll take it from here. And in, uh, if you want to get a hold of Dave or Lior in the firm, until next time we do the show on Wednesday, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmenthour.com. We made reference to it several times and went through it tonight as well. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out what your compensation should be, the full amount, the right amount, the true amount. Very simple app to use. And we're back here Wednesday night at 7. And, of course, we have the uh, TV show Employment Hour in 30. Happens Saturdays at 10 a.m. on Global TV as well. Till next time, the Employment Hour. Talk Radio, AM 640.